New variants mean new shots and even more scare tactics. Dr. Peter McCullough has stated the most common question he's asked is, how do I get this out of my body? Spike Support Formula is the only product I've seen that contains ingredients researched to block and dissolve spike protein in the bloodstream. So whether you got the shot, you're watching the research surrounding shedding becoming mainstream, or you've had a bad bout of COVID, spike protein is a serious concern. And while we truly won't know the extent of its devastating effects for many years, there is something you can do right now. Hundreds of people, both with and without the shot, have reported better mental clarity and increased energy levels. Head to twc.health coffee to buy the wellness company's spike support formula and get back to feeling your best. Use the code coffee at checkout for 10% off your order. That's twc.health coffee. This is the Mimi for Coffee podcast. Hello, listeners. Today's episode is a double delight. Uh, We're joined by the legendary Don McLean, known for his timeless hits like American Pie and Vincent. But that's not all. Get ready for a festive twist as we dive into Don's latest creation, a Christmas album called Christmas Memories that promises to add to your musical spark for these holidays coming up here. Without further ado, Don McLean, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Hey, you know what? Uh, Christmas is a fabulous time of year. I'm happy to put this record alongside some of my favorite uh records frank sinatra is one of my favorite song artists yeah me too me me. too um can you describe one of your christmas traditions that you have well i had a lot of christmas traditions until my divorce and then my christmas traditions changed and now i have a great girlfriend and she has a great little family and we have a different set of traditions, which have been going on for the last eight years, I would say. And what I have been doing, and, and really, I like to collect Christmas albums. So I really like that music. I must have 30 or 40 different artists uh, with their Christmas records. And um, so that was one thing I would do. And, you know, just I'm out in California right now because I... I don't really want to be in the winter um, anymore. And there's some terrific shopping out here. So I get in the car and go from one cool place to the next and buy buy things for people. And then I, I wrap them myself. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, Christmas is that time of year where you, I guess you constantly make new memories every year, right? I mean, sometimes not so much, but hopefully this one is an extra special one for you, Don. Well, my uh, my girlfriend, Paris, she's been with me every Christmas for the last eight years. And we spent every Christmas together. And we also had a fun uh, two days in, in Hawaii. And we spent a week there uh, when I was singing with my boys at the Blue Note uh, Cafe. And I stayed at this really very old hotel in uh, Waikiki beach. And it was a really good experience and I enjoyed it. So we're back now and uh, we're doing the thing here, but uh, I'm really excited about promoting these tracks because um, 
I think the album feels like the way I remember Christmas, and I hope that people will hear this record and play it, you know, each year going forward, because there's a, a lot of, I think there are a lot of very nice things on it. What do you remember Christmas being like? Well, you know, in my when I was young, uh, and I'm a pretty old guy, uh, things were very quiet. You know, you didn't, uh, the phone didn't ring, and, and if it did, it, it usually was serious. So, you know, you didn't have a lot of distraction. You had the newspapers, and you had a half hour of news in the evening, and later on at 11 o'clock, and uh, it was pretty much the same thing. And it was baseball, and it was all this during the year. And then as you'd move toward Christmas, there was a, uh, I think, a more solemn attitude because we were a white Christian country in those days, and this was about the birth of Christ, and this was about, um, you know, a solemn event. And secondarily to that, of course, there was Santa Claus and Christmas, you know, Food and all this good stuff. And, and I think it was really wonderful how the year was planned out because, you know, you'd have your cold winter and then you'd move into beautiful spring and then you'd have your great summers, you know, when, which would never be long enough. And then fall was very poignant and then Thanksgiving and it was worked out, you know, to think about what do you have to be thankful for? And I, every year when I uh, had a family and my children were home, I would ask them, what are you thankful for this year? I know what I'm thankful for. And we would talk about that because there's so much to be thankful for. And then you move into this sparkling, colorful, you know, Christmas time with music and the TV shows were, were interesting. You know, they had specials and variety programs, but again, television was not like it is now omnipresence, you know, everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, become more materialistic. It's a great time of year to celebrate with your family, but it's also a very dangerous time of year for many people as, you know, we end up spending, well, some of us end up spending more than what we've got in our pockets. And this is uh, what some people uh, suggest is the beginning for some people's shopping. Uh, the, the debt carries on from Christmas and it goes on to almost half the year, if not the whole next year. Um, Let's talk about gifts. Uh, what is one of the most memorable gifts you've ever received on Christmas? Um, probably uh, some kind of a six-shooter or a Gene Autry watch or something, you know, when I was a little guy. You know, some cowboy star. Um we would get things from them because we love cowboys and I still do. And we love the, the TV shows and the movies. And that, that was one thing that, that stayed with all of us growing up. We had these individuals who were moral guides in a way, Roy Rogers and Gene Autry and Hopalong Cassidy and the Lone Ranger. These were, these were not just for entertainment purposes for children. They were also to teach them right from wrong. And, um, you know, corny as that may seem, sometimes corny is very, very good and very important. 
and we, 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 we keep having to relearn everything, which is so how stupid we are, you know, that we had a lot of good things already and we throw them away for something else and then we come back to that. So there was that, you know, and then there was a feeling of uh, goodness, you know, and also when I was little, it was only a few years after World War II had ended. So believe me, Thanksgiving was full of uh, poignant memories for families, you know, young men and, who had died in the war. And uh, there were a lot of old uniforms up in the attic, you know, and uh, and we were in a, a time now, you know, where the word teenager actually was created uh, because when the boys came home, they started knocking out the kids. And soon we were a, a buying group that they had to name, you know, and, and we created our own music and our own uh, pastimes, records and uh, things that we did, dance steps, whatever. And everything was because of this massive young people called teenagers. And um, of course, that made Christmas even more fun, you know, because it was not a an old man or an old woman's thing now it was a you know a teenage thing these are these are great memories and uh they're one of a kind unique memories uh, hearing it from you uh are there any artists or genres outside of your own that have significantly influenced your music you know perhaps in ways that your fans might be surprised by are there any young performers around that I would like or my fans would like? Uh, no. Are, is is there, are, are there any other genres or artists that your fans would be surprised that you're influenced by? Oh, well, I'm, I'm very guitar or, or I'm guitar centric. So I'm interested in classical guitar, flamenco guitar, jazz guitar, rock and roll guitar, uh, every kind of guitar, you know, it's, it's, yeah. And, uh, so I, uh, I'm amazed at how the guitar is an instrument that you can play a little or you can play a lot, you know, Woody Guthrie was not a very good guitar player, but he had the songs in his head. So, you know, he played this land is your land with two chords or some of his other beautiful songs, but yet, uh, you can be much more sophisticated than that. There's, uh, you know, there are all kinds of George Benson and Bucky Pizzarelli and these guys, you know, sing and play and they very sophisticated musically. So it's, it's not like the piano because the piano, if you're a bad piano player, you know that in one minute, you know, <laughs> but anybody can put a guitar on and play three chords and you can get by, you know, singing a, you know, a simple song, but you can't get by on the piano if you don't know what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about a Christmas album. The one you have going now, Christmas memories. Why is now the time for a Christmas album from Don McLean? Well, I, Again, I don't ever plan anything. I, I kind of backed into this because I have a deal with this company, and they kind of put out 
uh, 16 of my albums, all in vinyl and on CD, over the next couple of years, I would imagine. Maybe the next even year. I don't know. They'll, they'll all be on Amazon. Uh, albums that people bought a lot of uh, in the last 40 years. And uh, so I got a chance while talking to my producer, Mike Seavers, out in Nashville. I said, you know, it's getting to be Christmas time, and there's a couple of these tracks that there's some things on there that really, really bother me. And I, I, I just for fun, I, I don't care about the expense. I just would like to change them. And so we have a great upright bass player named Jim Ferguson who swings just like the old guys, you know. And uh, so he came in and uh, we overdubbed a bunch of uh, beautiful swing and bass parts on some of these tracks that I formerly did not like the bass on. And we got them going and then remixed them and he put the EQ on my voice, which is much bigger. The whole thing is much bigger, more dynamic. And I got three or four of these and I said, you know, this is like a new record. I said, we should put, should do a dozen of these and put this out. So that's how that started. That's incredible. I'm, it's always good to hear some, something new around this time of year. And, uh, I just want to say, um, there were a lot of questions I wanted to ask you, but there's one in particular. Your song American Pie is often analyzed and interpreted in various ways. Can you share any insight into its creation and the meaning behind it from your perspective? Well, there's a whole movie now called The Day the Music Died, the story of Don McLean's American Pie. And you can stream that on Paramount Plus, and you can buy that on Amazon. You can also buy on Amazon the new Christmas album, Christmas uh, Memories, remixed and remastered. So everything is on Amazon. And, and But I will tell you something, that two years ago we began working on this documentary, and I wasn't all that thrilled about another movie, uh, but I, uh, a, a bunch of other people were involved in making this, not just me, you know. And um, so I said, so well, I'll do a couple of interviews, whatever, you know. But then I started getting involved, and I began to see some of the footage that they came up with. And I, it, it really hit me that this song, American Pie, which is my most famous song, and probably one of the most famous songs that ever was, was took me 10 years to write this thing. Wow. But I was thinking about Buddy Holly the whole time in those 10 years. I was always thinking about him. He was always haunting me. And I adore, I love his music. The Chirping Crickets, to me, that's one of the greatest albums ever made. And, I, mm -hmm. and this, is no this is no disrespect to, you know, the Beatles or the Stones or any of the English groups, but they cannot hold a candle to Buddy Holly. He's in, and that's this new album I'm coming out with, American Boys Invented Rock and Roll. And that's, we invented this stuff. So Buddy is a total original. He wrote all his own songs. Every song was a hit, and he died at 22 years of age. And they're still digging up stuff like these apartment tapes that they found, uh, which we thought were done in the studio because they were uh, uh, they had additional music put onto them, and they had the Buddy Holly story volume two. But you know, he was he moved to New York City and. Uh, wanted to get with what was going on in Washington Square. And uh, he was moving on. He was a very, very, very creative young guy. And uh, so that haunted me. And 
I remember uh, finally I was getting with Pete Seeger and I was thinking about America a lot because, you know, there are all these uh, really bad uh, uh, things going on. People were sitting, the, the, the city's on fire and so on and so forth. And um, I was thinking about America. I wanted to write a big song about America. And then all of a sudden, the first part of the American Pie came out of me. And uh, that was the story of the plane crash. And I said, well, I'm, I'm on my way. And that's how it started. This is incredible. Thank you so much, Don, for uh, joining us on Meet Me for Coffee. Um, looking forward to spinning this new record, Christmas Memories, from Don McLean. Uh, at my Christmas dinner this year. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. And hopefully we Thank hear you. from you again. Great to talk to you, man. I enjoyed it. Take care. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Meet Me for Coffee. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, share the podcast, and follow us on all our social media pages. You can check out meetmeforcoffee.co for more information. Until next time, friends. 